Hey everyone, before we start today's episode, I just want to give a shout out to the podcast Dog Talk with Nick Bender. I was a guest last week and if you haven't checked out Nick's podcast, please do. You can find it on all good podcast providers. It's Dog Talk with Nick Bender. Hello and welcome to Canine Hooper's World, the podcast. A whole new world of fun. Everyone's invited. Hi and welcome to episode 8 of Canine Hooper's World, the podcast. Before I start the episode today, I just want to share with you some of the excitement that's been happening at Canine Hooper's World headquarters. So, Our website launch is imminent and as a thank you to everyone, um, I have actually produced a Hoopers at Home guide. You can get this free from the website. All you need to do is go on the homepage. It will ask you for your email address and if you subscribe to our mailing list, then you will receive the free Hoopers at Home guide via MailChimp. The website is imminent, guys. Launch is happening very, very soon, and I will keep you updated on the podcast. But without further ado, let's crack on with episode eight. The last couple of episodes, we've looked at capturing, shaping, and luring, how to use a marker, and um cues both physical and verbal and also environmental so today i wanted to have a look at how to train smarter and share with you my top training tips so tip number one is have a plan um make sure you know what you're training guys what you're looking for so for an example if you are brand new to hoopers and you're not sure what you're going to be training I would start with deciding what you are going to teach. So make sure you have a plan, have a criteria in your head. So if you are planning on teaching the dog a hoop and building hoop value so that when the dog sees a hoop, they go through it, your criteria may be the dog goes through the hoop, you mark them, yes, you reward them with food or a toy, and then you carry on. So make sure you have a plan and know exactly what you are going to teach your dog. You can also record your progress. So I um, have exercise sheets. So if I've been training a particular behavior, I just make a note of where we were at the end of the session. So say we were using a barrel and at the end of that session i am three steps away and tiny dog is working on both sides if i have a week where i haven't been able to train the exercise i can then look back at my record to see exactly where we've got so it is worth having a little notebook um, to write down exactly what progress you've made so you can see what your criteria is going to be for your next training session so making sure that we have a plan and we know that the dog can achieve what we want. So my second tip is going to be check your environment. So we spoke about environmental cues, but also just checking the environment that you're training in, not only for safety, if you're training um, at a park or somewhere um, like 
I don't know, somewhere that you might not own yourself, it's always worth checking the environment for safety, make sure there's no broken glass, sharp objects, anything like that. But in your garden, check the environment as in, are there any plant pots in the way? If you say to your dog out and you want them to go around a barrel, but there's a bush in the way, is your dog going to be able to achieve it? So make sure you're checking your environment. Remember as well, if you're training in the real world rather than the safety of your garden or training field, you will have to consider things like wildlife, other animals, um, dogs, people, all that kind of stuff. So make sure you check your environment before you start training. My third tip is going to be have your rewards at the ready. So make sure you are ready to reward your dog. If your dog does the most epic sequence of hoops and you're not ready with the reward it's just a bit rubbish um you want to make sure that your dog stays motivated so having your rewards ready for them is super super important so either having a treat bag on you make sure if you're running your treat bag doesn't spill treats everywhere or having a toy in a pocket even if you have to kind of hide it in your waistband so your dog doesn't see it, but you want to make sure that your reward is at the ready to reinforce the good behavior that you are trying to train. Now, number four is keep your sessions short. One thing that us humans tend to do when our dogs are training and they're doing really well and it's amazing, we keep training and we keep training. And eventually your dog's going to get it wrong because they're getting tired or they might be feeling full up if you're using treats or they might be feeling a bit achy because they've just been doing the same behavior a hundred times. With Tiny Dog, she actually has a treat capacity. I know if she goes over about 50 treats, she's likely to be sick. So what I actually do is I will count out my treats and I try and work in blocks of 10 if I'm doing hoopers, I will look at doing, if we're doing a whole course, if we get a clear run, I may just stop the session there rather than going again. If I think that we got a clear but we could improve it a little bit, I will maybe run it one or two more times. But I don't have the training sessions too long because your dogs are going to get fatigued. And if your dogs are getting tired, they're not going to produce the best work they can. You're going to get frustrated. They're going to get frustrated. Don't do it, guys. Keep your session short. So my next tip, number five, is going to be video your training sessions. Now, I know this sounds horrendous. And I used to absolutely hate videoing stuff. Um, but actually, it's really good for you because... When you video your training sessions, if something doesn't go quite right, you can watch the video back and see why it may not have gone right. Also, if you're working with a trainer, you can always send the video to your trainer and say, look what we've been doing. And also, guys, if you do something absolutely epic and you have got it on video, that is like the best feeling ever so um a few months ago i was training the tiny dog i'd set up a course and i hadn't planned it but i managed to do a cross behind so i sent her ahead of me there was a line of three hoops in a straight line i sent her ahead of me and i just cut behind her onto the other side i've never ever done that move before and it worked brilliantly and i got it on video so video your sessions because if it's not going 100 to plan 
you'll be able to watch back and see why not. And if it's epic, you can show all your mates. Next tip, number six, reinforce yourself, guys. It's really important that you are reinforcing yourself for a good training session as well as your dog. So with the example I just gave you of that cross behind, I was absolutely made up that it had worked and I was really chuffed with myself. So it can be an actual reward like, I don't know, a bit of chocolate, a bit of cake, whatever floats your boat, glass of wine. Or it could just be that feeling of, oh my God, we actually just did that. That was amazing. Okay, so make sure that if you get something right, to reinforce that behavior as well. So if you've had a really good training session, maybe go home, have a lovely bath, watch an episode of your favorite TV program. Do something that you find rewarding. Do something that you find reinforcing. And you're more likely to train a bit more if you've reinforced yourself as well as your dog. This does also work when training husbands to make cups of tea, just saying. So our next tip, number seven, if it's not going to plan, don't be afraid to stop. And if you need to, either adjust the plan or leave it until tomorrow. Now, this is something that a lot of people find really hard. I used to find this hard myself. If I had planned to do a training session and I started, and it started all going a bit pear-shaped, I would keep trying to do it. Now, I'm pretty sure that the definition of insanity is trying the same thing and expecting a different result. So, make sure, if it's not going right, just stop for a minute. Think about what's going wrong, what might need adjusting. Did you remember to check your environment? Did you have a plan for what you wanted? Have you been training for too long? Did you have the right rewards ready at the right time? So all those tips kind of go with what to do if it's going wrong. But also if you start training and your dog just decides that actually they're really not up for it today, just stop. It doesn't matter, okay? It's much more important that you and your dog understands that if they're not having a great day, you will understand that and they will get a day off. They're more likely to train the next day and be more up for the training session. So a little while ago, I was running a little experiment with my guys and I was training a behavior every day and I was just using 10 treats. And one day... I was training um, Princess Chica and we got four treats in and she just wasn't playing ball. She wasn't up for it. It just wasn't working. I checked my environment. It was fine. Checked my training plan. It wasn't too difficult. So I just sacked it off for the day. The next day, she came into the training area, super up for it, super ready. And I had one of the best training sessions I've ever had. So sometimes if it's not going to plan, just stop and sack it off for the day. And remember, if you're not in the right mood to train, and you start training, and you find you're getting frustrated, or you're getting annoyed with the dog, because you've had one of those days, and there was traffic, and people, and the world, just stop, come back tomorrow, it's fine. So my last tip, guys, 
is going to be, and I think this is the most important tip when you are training your dog, have fun. Hoopers is fun. Owning a dog is fun. Training should be fun. If you're not enjoying your training sessions, chances are your dog might not be enjoying them either. So make sure you're having fun together, working as a team and having an awesome time. Until next week, guys, I'm going to say goodbye. Watch out for that website launch and I will speak to you later. Bye-bye. For more information on Hoopers, where to find classes and Canine Hoopers World Instructor courses, find us on Facebook. Like our page, join our free group, Canine Hoopers World. You can follow us on Instagram and we're also on Twitter at Canine Hoopers. Check out our website, www.caninehoopersworld.com. Remember, Canine Hoopers World, everyone's invited.